You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Assemble. What up, what up, everybody? We are live. This is a, we just hijacked the undisputed hour time slot to go live. A little rogue here uh, and assemble our little Marvel tribe group here. But one of the things, um, actually, we'll talk about if we do our introductions and stuff. I'm one of your hosts. I am the Blurred Hulk. And the man to my right or to your left, depending on how you're looking at your computer or whatever you're on, is Mr. Lou Knight of Sunken City's Design. Mr. Co-host, how are you doing, sir? I am doing pretty good. I am trying to stay warm. It's like just shy of 40 degrees outside right now. So I'm doing really good. That's amateur numbers. Amateur numbers. (laughs) My bad. It's like 20-something here and about to be snowing with freezing rain, so. Well, for for us Southern California people, this is this is really cold. Yeah, we're yeah, I'm, still, I'm still out here in dicky shorts and some vans, so that's my own fault. <laughs> and then we have the one and only podcast princess, our other Marvel expert extraordinaire. Here we have Sam. I'm freezing my ass off in Indiana with bad Wi-Fi. How are you doing, Sam? <laughs> the bad Wi-Fi, yes, but I can handle the cold weather. We're, our blood's a little thicker over here in these parts. Cold, okay. cold weather is thick. This whole season, I hate winters. Want summer, 24-7, seven days a week, give me that 80 degrees all, the, all day long. Preach. I would be down for that 110%. We do have some people joining us in the comments tonight. Facebook user says, hi, guys. Facebook user, if you are coming to us from one of the Facebook groups that we share to, go ahead and give StreamYard permission to use your name and your picture so we know who we're talking to. Uh, Kim says, hello. Hi, Kim. Hey, Kelly. Happy Monday. Uh, CJ, I'm so excited for the next MCU movies that are developing in this year. So are we, CJ. Yes. Oh, Keith, hello all in the podcast princess. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> are we doing an undisputed Marvel edition? Lou's probably we are. Right? <laughs> we are. Take a DC size down. Hey, Florida Jen. Facebook user is Florida Jen. What's up, Florida Jen? She said, oh, so Florida has been getting 40 degree a couple of nights. That's that's interesting. I heard Florida 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 Florida. a tornado or something. They got weird weather down in Florida. So one of our big announcements, if you can see on our is our logo. Um I'm going to pass over to Lou and let him talk about because he's the one who designed. He designed all of our logos and stuff, and he comes out with phenomenal stuff. But we, he, this one is definitely special. 
uh, to us, and this is going to be our permanent change here. So, Lou, you want to talk about the logo? And yeah, so oh, oh, if you saw our opening, we had the Marvel Tribe, where I tried my hardest to get past the uh, copyrights of the Marvel logo by adding some scratches and stuff like that and changing it. Little did I know that it wasn't the way it looked or the color. I just found out recently that uh, Marvel, the word Marvel, which I thought was a word that you can use for other things, but Mar the word Marvel is, in fact, copyrighted by Marvel. And when looked up in the dictionary, well, online dictionary, the definition of it is the start of comics. And I was very mind-blowing. So... Um, with all the talk about recently us getting back on track with the Disney talk, stuff like that, um, wanted to create something that was still, you know, distinctly us, but very, you know, uniquely Marvel. So um, this one, we took basically the same kind of style layout as Marvel Studios, but instead um, took the uh, the name of the, the root of the name, the tribe, um, and went with that. So it's just a complete parody to marvel comics or marvel studios but instead now known as the tribe so yeah. with that we can now start really pushing the boundaries of what we can do for merch stickers all that stuff especially with rogue city comic-con coming around the corner now we can sit there and really put the pedal to the metal and not have to look over our shoulders don't have to worry about those lawyers yeah uh we've got Kelly says, still pretty awesome. Thank you, Kelly. We like it too. Uh, Kevin says, the tribe of marvelous podcasts. I love that tagline. Marvelous. We can use marvelous, right? I like that. Yeah. I think so. Marvelous is just, a, I don't want to say a generic word, but yeah, you can definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a free word, I should say, not a generic word. That's the wrong description. <laughs> it's one of the freebies, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yep. So be on the lookout for that. Um, You'll see some minor changes, and I'm sure all of the hosts throughout their shows will announce what changes, stuff like that. Um, since it is a Monday night, and uh, we are taking this live on uh, time slot, I can't talk today. The time slot of Undisputed, there will be some changes to Undisputed in the near future, too. So, but uh, we'll save that to burn stuff down later on. The next so, time you I, record an, undis an actual Undisputed, yeah. <laughs> so, I gotta if say, you I'm, are Go ahead. No, I just I'm gonna say, gonna say I'm super if friend. you're <laughs> friend to say it, talk, woman. If you are watching us on Facebook, if you could go ahead and hit the like or heart react for us, so that you know you can get that out for us. If you are watching us anywhere, please go ahead and share it. Uh, this is not typically our Marvel Tribe uh, time slot. We usually don't go live for Marvel Tribe. You usually have to consume that by listening on all of our podcast platforms that we are released on, but. Go ahead, share it out. Get some people in to talk about uh, what if and to kind of hear the cool stuff that the tribe's been thinking of the past couple weeks. That is my fault. I, I, going live is a bad addiction for me. Like, we could have the most innocent snow, and I'm like, let's go live. Let's just let's fuel the people. And so I apologize for that sometimes. No, nah, never, man. Going live is perfect and stuff. And so, and this CJ put a long comment out there. We don't need to put it on the screen, but. Hey, we, we're all about love and inclusion and the tribe and everything else. And you're good, man. As long as you're a fan and you cause no harm to the community in large, then every, everything's good. Um, kind of goes with our name. 
with that said, I am super excited because I'm super proud of what we did because we set out to do a show a day um, and we battled where there's some sickness through, through this. We had major holidays, everything else. And, but so we didn't get all the way through the finish line, but we did end up coming together with the last big finale show. But we did our darndest to try to keep up with Disney releasing a new what if episode for season two every single day. And we were right in the thick of it, given our our nuanced breakdowns. You know, Lou kept telling us why he loves Universal. I'm joking. Um, Why he loves DC? The- <laughs> hey, you guys are throwing the, the L word around way too much with my name. Why he it. likes DC? <laughs> yeah, yes. But we we did a phenomenal job. So kudos to us. I'm, I'm, I just give us some flowers and stuff for our tribe. We did we did awesome. And now Lou came up with this really cool idea about uh, revamping uh, one of our worst rated. Um, uh, episodes. You want to kind of talk about that a little bit for the fans so they can understand what we're about to do? Yeah, absolutely. So, in a very undisputed fashion, uh, and taking things and ripping them apart and rebuilding them, uh, came up with the idea about taking our least ranked show. So, the show we liked the least. So, each uh, time we did an episode review, we gave it a ranking. One through ten. Ten being the better. One being the absolute worst. And so, therefore, we talked about it. Well, throughout the season, some of us had numbers that were super high. And then, unfortunately, we each had an episode that was really low. And so we wanted to take that episode and rewrite it with using the same skeleton of the show, but rewriting it by changing the seasonings of it. So if you're making meatloaf, you have to make meatloaf still, but you can use different seasonings and different textures and different styles of cooking it. But in the end, it's still meatloaf. So with that, taking the skeleton of the episode and rewriting it to make it better or in our eyes make it better so uh we're going to be presenting our episodes to you and let us know your feedback did you like the original one better or did you like our idea better and if you think our idea is uh, worse or better let us know in the comments i'll go first because i didn't go super in depth into mine <laughs> all right cool so what, what episode are you you revamping here sam what if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? Oh my gosh, my second worst episode. So that was my least favorite episode. Again, in that episode, we got to see Happy Hogan get the Hulk serum and he hulked out and he saved Christmas from Hammer. So in order to change it, at the beginning of the episode, we go see that Darcy gets sent to go get what was she she was getting? Um, Cranberries or cherries for his uh, drink. No, cherries. She was getting cherries. Like, maraschino cherries. Maraschino yep. cherries. She was getting cherries for Tony's drink. So I decided instead of Darcy leaving to get them, Darcy is going to the safe because that's where Tony keeps his special cherries for his drink. So <laughs> as she's carrying this jar of cherries... She doesn't realize that Hammer is in the building and she's carrying this jar of cherries and she stumbles and she knocks over the Hulk serum and she gets injected because she pushes it against herself on the wall because that was one of our big issues in this episode was how in the heck does this needle just like fall through the air and then self-inject into Happy Hogan. So careless. So for me... That I'm out already. Shut up, Josh. Shut up. 
Um, Darcy gets injected. Darcy then becomes Purple Hulk. But Happy doesn't know this. Happy knows that Hammer is there to try and get it. Happy knows that Hammer is there to try and get it. So Happy is calling for help from the Avengers to stop Hammer. But they don't realize that Darcy's already injected. Happy thinks that Hammer has been injected. So Happy suits up in one of the suits and instead of Hammer. And he starts fighting Darcy because he doesn't realize it's Darcy. And then the Avengers come and it says big blowout because they think they're fighting Hammer, but they're fighting Darcy. They figure out it's Darcy. Then they all kind of have this like comedic relief when they look over and see Hammer standing there like a duck out of water. And that's it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm all about more Darcy. Special cherries got me weak. <laughs> that's what they I'm were. A I'm a fan of more Darcy. I definitely but you also, but you also, you when you said that's all I got. I mean, it's really hard to add a big punch to these when they're only like thirty minute episodes. So, just by changing Darcy to become Purple Hulk, which I think makes more sense because she's purple. Just I don't know why it makes more sense, but it does. Uh, it's hard to add a big, big punch when they're only like thirty minute episodes. So, I feel you on that. I, I would love to see their two She Hawks in this universe, and at some point, I would like to see them fight each other. So. Yeah, I, that's all I gotta say. I, I like I, I like seeing Darcy more of Darcy and stuff in this. Could I have worked that into this episode? Would that have been allowed? Like yeah, I mean, if they would have as, called as, if the story jives, called She Hulk. I mean, they could have. They oh, could have been like had a character that wasn't allowed. I mean, no, they yeah. just still it's, it's still a root of the story. Yeah. You still have to keep the story integrity, but you can you can do yeah. some remixing. Yeah. So if it's Happy Hogan saves well, Christmas, then, well then I want to add that. I want no. I want to have <laughs> She Hulk is the one that they're well, calling instead of the Avengers. There you All go. Right, well, it's kind of too late now, but that's fine. But I, I didn't mean, know we could have characters. It could have been cool if if, you, if Darcy called her and then She Hulk's like, "I'll be right there," and then breaks the fourth wall through that Disney Plus thing again. And I got just here. In the Absolutely not. No. Be right there. No. no, you just ruined my story. I'm no. sorry. My bad. We all want to see more Darcy. Me too. More Darcy. Great. There's my rewrite. I did not go super in depth. I'm sure that y'all did. <laughs> no, my, mine's pretty I, mine is, I Mine's is. You, all right. You want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. I'm down. All right. All so, right. my least favorite episode. And I think I ranked it a five. No, I ranked it a six. So I was the same. That This episode and the Happy Hogan Says Christmas was my least favorite one. But mine was Tony Stark meets the Grandmaster, which just by that headline alone, I was majority pulled out because I think Tony Stark did not need to be the Grandmaster. So me, I'm changing it from almost the beginning. So... That scene where Thor, Rocket, and Groot come flying down in Infinity War. So instead of Tony, so the beginning of the original episode, Tony Stark doesn't make it to the portal coming back to New York from the Avengers film. So when he's fighting off Thanos' uh, creatures and, um, and I forget their name, I'm blanking it right now, uh, the Jatari, when he's fighting them okay. off and back and sends the missile up there, 
he doesn't fall back to earth, unfortunately. Instead, ends up on Sakaar with the Grandmaster. But instead, I want to switch it up a little bit. And so I want Rocket to meet the Grandmaster. Because I think Rocket, being the tech-savvy guy that he is in there, and imagine all the collectibles that he's trying to get after. So kind of like when he was after Winter Soldier's arm, I could just see the Grandmaster getting all giddies in the cockles of his heart about a talking hamster. And I could see the Grandmaster calling him every wrong name in the <laughs> book of species, very much like Dwayne The Rock Johnson in Baywatch calling Zach Efron a new nickname every single time. So the Grandmaster calls him every panda. animal name. Rocket's getting, Rockle's getting, Rocket's getting mad. He's getting upset. We take the whole death race, pot racing scene out. But instead, I'm still in a chapter out of Shrek and the part where Lord Farquaad says, whoever kills the ogre, you know, gets to go get my princess. So instead, I want to bring back what we liked from Thor Ragnarok, that gladiator fighting style. And okay. you have Rocket rummaging through like the weapons armory. But in the weapons armory is very much like the last episode of What If, where it's a bunch of just fallen heroes weapons, whether it's Hela's helmet Thor's uh, Mindelier, where he's just like, what's this? And it's a bunch of Easter eggs of stuff that he's building, where he builds a Rocket Man suit instead of Iron Man. He builds a Rocket Man suit, and it's just all tech savvy to go up against the Grandmaster's team. He builds this luxurious suit, and then the Grandmaster's like, I want that. And Rocket's like, well, if you send me back to the Guardians of the Galaxy, you can keep it. And so then he battles and stuff like that. And then it switches right back into the ending of before where the Grandmaster gets melted because that, that scene was cheesy. But I, what I was thinking was Rocket, when that pole comes fall, sliding towards the Grandmaster, Rocket lifts his foot. It slides under his foot and hits the Grandmaster's foot, causing the Grandmaster to melt because he thought Rocket was going to get melted and get the suit. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. And then we just kind of tie right back into where the episode ends off with Tony Stark and stuff like that, but Rocket playing Tony Stark in that scene. So it'd be more of a comedy show because <laughs> you'd have Rocket using all these other heroes' equipments, the carcasses, so to say, of their pieces, and building a Rocket Man suit instead of a Iron Man suit. So, yeah. So Rocket... so. Th- yeah, how he and how Rocket ends up there. Yeah, so instead of how, and how Rocket ends up there is when him, Thor, and Groot are flying down to Earth to take on Thanos, and Rocket gets plucked out of that journey. So only Thor and Groot make it to fight Thanos, and Rocket is elsewhere. Okay. Yep. Maybe he, maybe, he like link, maybe he links up with Teeth and uh, or yeah, Teeth and. Uh, Oh man, I'm blanking the other rest of their names. No, they're dead. You can't bring them. That's that's hey, cheating. What, what if they that's... never died? What if they never died? Uh, <laughs> that's cheating, man. You can't do that. that part just came out of midair right now. Uh, <laughs> All right. see, that's okay. cheating. That is cheating. Those those were emotional support plot armor. Emotional damage. Man, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I like I like that one too. That so far two for two on improving the actual what if and stuff. So 
I don't know if this one improves it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hand at it. So my least favorite, which is no big, we had a big all out about this one, is uh, Captain Carter. It's episode five. Captain Carter fights a Hydra Stomper. So here's here's how this premise goes. Okay, so taking the Captain Carter that I know and love. Um, who is the smart, strategic, battle-savvy, better than Steve Rogers and stuff. She is, you know, she is sent by the Watchers to back to this future version of, of, this, of this timeline. And it does pick up right where they're fighting the Chitari Ch- in New York. It's her and her girl, um, um, uh, Natasha. Um, Black Widow and stuff, and they're kicking butt. You know, they're uh, showboating. You know, one upping each other. Just all that's the same, right? They get the special mission, um, just like how Nick Fury does. He doesn't tell people anything. He told Natasha what's going on. Didn't tell um, Peggy that the she's going to be trying to recover the Hydra Stomper. So they do. They still have that. You know, they still everything's the same. Even right up to where Bucky, who who is the new Secretary of State and stuff, um, is going to get killed. So Bucky actually does get killed. Steve in the Hydra Stomper actually does dust Bucky. It's a failed mission. This pisses off Peggy to the point where she's actually, they still battling out and she's chasing the Hydra Stomper down and stuff. And she manages to really kind of badly wound and, dis- and damaged the Hydra Stomper. Again, Black Widow picks them both up midair, and then they just takes off. America is pissed off because they took out the Secretary of State. They're in hiding. They're at the secret location that Natasha has. And while he is knocked out, like flayed open, his you know parts and everything else, they're, you know, they realize that if they do remove him from the suit, just like in the, in the show, he will. He is dead. He is virtually kept alive by the miracle of the mechanical work of this Hydra Stomper suit. Now, here's where things deviate. Because Natasha does recommend that we get Banner and Stark in on this and stuff. I have some secret backdoor channels. I can, you know, reach them without having to alert Nick Fury or anything like that. Maybe he can, they can help us. And Carter who is a brilliant strategist, uh, says no. Um, what all only thing they're going to do is they're going to determine what we've already determined. If we remove him from the suit, he's going to die. There's just, you know, I, I, I can't live with that, that he goes out this way. And, you know, and, you know, he, he, he ended up killing his best friend. I'm his, I, you know, it would be, it would be too, it'd be too much, for me to for us to go out this way, there's got to be another way for me to do this. So she leaves instead of staying there. You know, it's like I have an idea. So she leaves, and it's the morning time. Natasha hears something. She's like sleeping on the couch and stuff. She hears something, and it's Peggy. And it's like, are you ready? And it's like, what? Like, are you ready? Like, you know, it's Peggy putting her hand on on her, and she, and she turns and is like. Uh, looks over her shoulder and she like freaks out because she sees um, Rogers and the Hydra Stomper behind them. 
And and he's like, it's okay, it's okay. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I was under Hydra's control. Um, I'm not anymore, you know, blah blah blah. And she, and she's like, man, have I must have really been, you know, Natasha makes a joke. I must have been really tired or hungover because I blacked out. You're, you, you know, you're back. The Hydra Stomper guy is up and around. Like, man, my my Black Widow senses are off, right? So it's a little joke and stuff like that. So they end up, you know, having the same similar conversation of where they can find the Red Room who programmed them and everything else. He ends up taking her to the to the mannequin town, you know, the nuke nukeville with all the weird statues and stuff like that. But here's also where things go a little sideways because they have their moment, but Peggy's asking questions. Of Steve, almost in kind of like I, I, I don't kind of trust you all the way. Like I believe that you're 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 awake and you believe that you're you're your old self, but I'm I'm asking questions kind of in a skeptical manner. And he and Steve's kind of picking up on that. Like I have to try really hard to kind of convince her that I'm I'm broken from the I'm free from the Hydra spell and stuff like that. And then he there's a moment where he's like, well, Peg. I, I do got to tell you something. And he's like, I, I didn't want to do this and stuff, but you know, and before he could even finish it, the, the mannequins, like tr- they all get activated and they start shooting, shoot them with their little widow, uh, little widow darts and stuff like that. So s- still similar, a little bit different conversations and stuff like that. We don't know where Peggy went, you know, in the night, you know, and then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, her and Steve, Steve are awake and then they wake up Black Widow. So little bit differences. They fight, they battle, they end up defeating a lot of these little mannequins in, in Nuketown. And then in comes the Red Room ship. And here comes the head of the, you know, the Red Room and her uh, warriors, uh, you know, uh, the Black of uh, the Black Widows there. And they're, they're surrounded, right? And so... You know, it's the three of them about to do battle and stuff. You know, uh, Natasha and the leader have their little uh, uh, Melania, Melania, Melina, or whatever her name is. They have their little, you know, joke off and talk shit and stuff like that. But so this is the part where uh, Rogers interrupts. Is like, well, I was trying to tell you, it really wasn't about getting Bucky, you know. We wanted, we needed you, and so he, you know, aims his guns at her, and sh- and then the, you know, Millennia, who is like, yeah, he's absolutely right. This was all about laying a trap for you. Bucky was just the icing on the cake and stuff. I did that to punish, you know, Steve more to show him I absolutely control him and stuff. And she and she turns to him like, no, like you can fight this. You don't have to do this and stuff like that. And she's like, and we think like how me in my head, I'm thinking like, you got to be kidding me. Like, why are you not being skeptical of him? Like he killed Bucky. And so then she's like, I didn't, I I didn't want to do this. And I know you're, you, you really are in there, but I, I can't see you anymore. So she pulls up her wrist and she's like, she she pulls up her wrist and reveals the Okoya beads around her wrist because she took a nice little detour to Wakanda to go meet with uh, Shuri, girl power for this, and she hit her Okoya beads and his Hydra Stomper suit 
turned into a giant massive Wakandan coffin that trapped Steve, turned him into a missile and launched the missile up into the red room, destroying the red room and sending him just like, it's just obliterating the red room. Pisses off Melina and her soldiers and stuff like, Oh my God. So then that's where the battle takes place. And the girls are kicking ass, taking names in the, in the, End of how it kind of ends where, you know, it's just a show off between Black Widow and her mentor. Because, um, you know, Peggy's busy. Actually, they kind of roll reverse. Peggy's taking over on, on the girls. And it's the mentor versus, um, I'm sorry, it's the, the leader of the Red Room versus uh, Black Widow. And Black Widow showed that she still has some tricks up her old sleeves. Ends up taking her out, uh, taking her in the custody and stuff. Uh, was able to kind of uh, free the other Black Widow girls and stuff of the mind control stuff. But, and then we end up seeing them calling help and we see, um, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. coming in with Nick Fury and everyone else. Um, and then Sh- Fury asks, uh, asks Peggy, like, so what happened to my uh, Hydra Stomper? Like, what? And she was like, we had to, it wasn't Steve. And I, it took me a while to realize that. And we had to take out the red room. It was the only way. So, and he's like, he's pointing up. He's like, all of that is our Hydra Stomper in the red room. And Peggy was like, yeah, you're welcome. And as she walks off. So this I like is where it. We- so it keeps, that was like our issue with that episode was Peggy not having her integrity. That's what yes. we thought. But like, you just gave it back to her. I like it. I but like it. wait, but wait, there's oh. more. Cause there's an extra credit oh. scene. I, I did oh. extra credit homework. Because after it ends, and you know, he she's not, you know, she walks away as Nix is kind of pissed about not having a, a cool weapon like the Hydra Stomper. Uh, cause it, it, but you know, like it's raining down the red room and stuff. And she walks off like, oh, yeah, you're welcome. And we see a shot of Wakanda. This is where we get introduced to Wakanda. And we see something coming sailing into the Wakandan. Uh, sky through the you know through the jungle into the the to protect the city and it's the coffin Wakanda uh casing that the Hydra Stomper was in. Uh so the tribesman who goes and see where it lands brings Sherry out. Sherry comes out and is like, yep, I got another colonizer to deprogram. And then that's how it ends. Just like that. So there's a chance that Wakanda Tech can save Rogers. We won't know. But Shuri is up for the task of doing it and stuff. And she calls him a colonizer, just like Bucky was called as well. So that's how that ends. That's my revamp for that episode. Okay, I love it. I love it. What do you think, Lou Knight? I see so, some. I was, I was ready to hop in this camera when you said that she had Kamoyo uh, beads and went and saw Shirley. Hold on. I can't bring teeth back, but. Captain Carter made a detour to Wakanda, but your ending with the end credit scene really made it go full circle. So I will, I will share what I wanted to share, but I won't. I won't yeah. say that it was a bad move because at first I was like, "Hold on, what?" Well, Wakanda? wait a second. Wait a second. As far as teeth goes, Kevin said Iron Man's dead. He was in this episode. He was in my episode. Yep. So, uh, so Kevin no. did say Rocket wouldn't be Rocket. <laughs> Rocket would be Rocket. That's Rocket Man. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah, that was so, especially they play that song. He's like comes flying out of like the cave all in slow mo. But anyway, yeah. no, nah, that was 
that for for I think that was our most controversial episode on what if it was. And had they played oh, yeah. the cards like that, I still would have gave it a nine, just because I already said I won't give anything a ten. But that was way better than even what I thought I saw and liked. I, I really enjoyed that. And that end credit scene that you threw on there with them going it going back to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. I give you that. That was a way to bring it full circle. Because if you'd have just left that she saw Shuri for no rhyme or reason, I'd be like, "What? No. Get that well, out of here!" Well, never mind. Well, the reason why, I, and I'll tell you why. The, the the reason, my motivation for adding the Shuri thing because she was a part of the Guardians of the Multiverse, so she was aware of Wakanda because of Killmonger and Star Lord T'Challa and everything else and stuff. So she went to go. She when she came back. Like we see, we get reintroduced to her fighting side by side in the of New York. We'll know what she's been doing on the side. She could have automatically, like, I need allies outside of America. I'm going to Wakanda because I know they exist. So she built that relationship on the side, like Nick Fury built his little secret network and stuff. She has her own. That's why she didn't want to call uh, Bruce Banner or uh, call um, call um, uh, Tony Stark. She wanted to call Girl Genius, uh, who who was the only one who could have who could have fixed Vision, the only one that deprogrammed Bucky and stuff. She called in the big guns, which was Shuri. Um, that's where she went, and and you know, and she had that relationship already built. No, I give it to you, man. That was solid. That was that was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. All right, cool. So, um, real quick though, before we take our first sponsor break. For those so for those of you guys in the comments, rank our episodes. Since we ranked the what if episode, I was hear from you guys in the comments. What would oh, you give our our uh oh I'm blanking her name right now. Why am I blanking her name? Your character, Sam. What was her name? I'm blanking it. Darcy? Dorothy. I don't know. I don't know why I want to say Monica. So yeah, Darcy saves Christmas. That's Sam's episode. Rocket meets the uh Grandmaster. And David, how are you retitling yours? Uh, Peggy's Secret Alliance. Peggy's Secret Alliance. If you want to give us a score one through ten in the comments, then we're gonna give we're gonna share a word from our one of our sponsors. Boom! boom. I had that video queued up just a minute ago. There it is. <laughs> Where in the park seek and find image scavenger hunt games will have you exploring theme parks like never before. But this is not like your childhood scavenger hunts. There are no word-based lists of items to find or a binder of riddles, trivia, math, or counting. Our games contain cards with images of details that can be found throughout the park just by walking around. You can play on your own schedule, so you don't have to worry about long lines, height requirements, or health concerns. Need help finding an image? We've got you covered with hints and answers on each card so you're never left wondering where in the park the image can be found. Use the scan before playing card to reveal an alternate image if one of the cards in your pack is currently hidden or removed from the park. Order today to get game packs for your next visits to the Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World theme parks. But the fun doesn't stop there. We also have games for Universal Studios in Hollywood and Florida, Knott's Berry Farm, Six Flags, SeaWorld, and more. Ready to experience your favorite theme parks in a whole new way? Go to www.whereinthepark.com slash Podcasts to get 10% off your order. 
a portion of the sale will also go to support the Waltz Apartment podcast. Want $10 off your order instead? Visit patreon.com slash podcast to become a lamplighter. With so much more to discover, the only question is, do you know where in the park? Love our sponsors, and yes, I do know where in the park. Um, I gotta say, for me, I, I, I I'm probably the least knowledgeable of Disney parks and everything else. Like, I come on to like our live show on Wednesdays, and I'm kind of like a fan, which I love because it's like I'm getting inside baseball stuff. And that game, I tell you, if you don't know anything, it literally helps you get more familiar with the park in a very fun way and stuff. So I shout out to those people. Our sponsors are, are we have some really cool sponsors and stuff. So Amanda and Kevin are fantastic and they put so much work into what they provide in their products and they come on family game night with us and we love them. So we're glad that so they're part of our Waltz apartment team. So real quick about where in the park. So I played my first game of where in the park, not at Disneyland park, but they were doing a Christmas like art event and I keep my car that I got. In my back pocket because in my wallet actually because this thing here I don't I think you shared it David that you don't like saw well they they really pulled a saw one on me so Ooh. they're like Jerry do you want to do an easy one or like a, a kind of hard one or a hard one I was like we get a hard one so they <laughs> hand me this card right here and okay. it's of this like. It's like a German brewmeister. Yeah. So it's me and my wife. We go on the hunt. Tiff gets this like rose one, and we're looking hard. Like I'm like I'm not failing. Not can't do this. We find Tiff's no problem, and I am wandering this entire exhibit trying to find the mine. Like, dude, it can't be that hard. It's, It's that hard. Why? And I'm wandering. I'm out on the public like streets area looking, and um, little did I know. That had I just turned around where their booth was and looked up, I would have found it immediately. But no, I went walking the entire venue trying to find this little guy, and he was up in the air. Appreciate Kevin and Amanda and Kim for um, holding my hand through that entire where in the park journey because I was losing my mind trying to find this thing. But yeah, stays in my wallet. When everyone asks me what is where in the park, I'm like, yeah, I got this card, and I just yeah. show them this little thing right here. Fun, awesome game. Yeah, so I get to actually break in my Disneyland and DCA packs in two weeks when I go to the park, so I nice. am stoked. Uh, Sean says, do you guys think we will ever see DC Marvel uh, I mean, honestly, I would be down for some Muppets uh, Avengers. So, so real quick. Muppet Avengers, yes. These do, DC studios don't share. We don't share money like they don't share money like that. That's that's not a thing. I mean, so so real oh quick. Uh, we got Nick Fury joining us. What do, is do he we have? Want? We oh. have Nick Fury himself, Sean. Welcome. I just had to come on because. What do you? I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm watching TV here, and I see Sam. She just looks disgusted on my TV over here. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Because <laughs> there's a delay. But I'm no, so I just happy you're here. Yeah. I wanted to come on for a quick second. I want to come on for a quick second. 
I know I'm usually not off work on Monday nights at this time, but I heard you guys doing this and you guys talked about the name change. I didn't mean to take over your show, but uh, oh. me and Chris and David started the Marvel tribe literally fucking yep. like four and a half years ago. But um, yeah, when we talked about this last week, David said it has to be remain the tribe. So I just want to come on and say, y'all are the best. I have no voice because I've been coughing for like two days, but um, yeah. You guys are the best, and I just wanted to. You, sound you guys brutal, absolutely man. crushed the. I sound what? You sound brutal. You need what? some honey. I my some lemon and honey. My throat hurts so bad. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell the tell the um tell the bunny rabbit to let go a little bit. Hey, he's got a bad cough, and he's got that Indiana Wi-Fi right now. You see Was that? that me? Yeah. Oh, does it? Uh oh. Xfinity, damn you. But uh no, I didn't mean to take over your show, but I just wanted to come on and say anytime, man. Hey, you want to borrow and, some of Sam's AOL CDs? <laughs> I, was on the first Marvel tri- I was on the first Marvel tribe. I wanted to be part of the last one. So I'll just sit here and watch now. Go ahead. Right on. No, we're just hey, we're just going to what was it 1602? That's all we are now. I don't know what that means. That's why I'm not on the Marvel tribe anymore. Oh, you gotta watch what if it's in you don't watch the what ifs. You don't be watching this, you be watching the stuff. Wherefore art thou, Sean? What? Hey Sean, I'm gonna let you in on the secret. Every what if episode of this season has a Scarlet Witch in it. So now okay, you to I gotta it. go. I'm gonna go start watching what if. So you, hey, watch don't worry. you can watch them all in like an hour and a half, so don't worry. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, he's going to have to take breaks in between every time he sees the Scarlet Witch. Oh, shut up. Look, <laughs> <laughs> but carry on. I'll just watch and talk. He's doing Batman. I kind of, I do sound like Batman. Where's the trigger? Oh, my God. Yeah, I really do. Batman. You sound like Batman. Yeah, I am Batman. You yeah. sound like Lego, Lego Batman. Batman. Yeah, Lego Batman. It's bad. My That worked. They're like, are you sick? I'm like, no, I just have a shitty cough and I can't get rid of it. I was helping... The people move stuff yesterday, like in the dust, and like my allergies just got kicked up, and I cannot. I'll, I'll have this for a week now. It's going to be ridiculous. Hey, Sean, sell. Hey, Sean, selling cars, selling the saw guy. Do you want to buy a car? Sign <laughs> <Fine> here. <laughs> Scaring them into signing the deals. Sign it now. So, <laughs> the last thing that we have, another idea that this brilliant blue knight up here came up with, uh, and I. I'm laughing because I can hear how congested I sound right now. Like now that I hear Sean, I can hear how congested I sound. Sean and Sam sound like Batman and Robin in this podcast. Oh my gosh. Where's the trigger? (laughs) So we decided that we were going to come up with our top five ideas that we would like to see in future what if episodes. So I think if we do it round robin, everybody does one until we go through our five. We good with that? I'm down. David, David, you want to go first? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> I bet. Oh, I it's, bet. All on, it's all on me. Kick it off. Right, so, so I'm gonna start with my easiest one, and I'm gonna. I, this is the first one that came to my head for obvious reasons, and I wanted to go the route of Moon Knight. And what if Moon Knight, instead of having three different personalities, was Moon Knights? And it was three different people, the actual physical people. And it, it takes away from, like, the origin story of him. But instead, it's a, like on three musketeers. But 
each one of them being like a different, what's the word I was looking for? So I didn't write much down for it because it's a simple what if question, but it was what if Moon Knight was three different individual people known as Moon Knights. So plural. So you got Jake. Um, oh my gosh. I'm blanking his other names. Jake, Steven. Steven, and Mark. And you have those three as three individual people. And they were like, instead of the Fantastic Four type of group, was a, and, and they battled the same thing where, and like, and I mean, you can go a step farther. I didn't really game plan it too much because we were just doing the topics where they bounced around like the Marvels, where they are three different people, but they are stuck in each other's bodies at different times. So they never really get to know one may be battling, one may be eating, and then mid-battle they're swapped. So they are three individual people. So kept it real easy on my first one and played off the Moon Knight. Moon Knight has eight personalities, Kevin says. Yeah, yeah. We've been introduced to three. I'm only familiar on Moon Knight based on the Marvel show, so I'm not even going to act like I know more about them. I just know of those three. (laughs) I do want to read up on them, though, because I think that show is number one Disney Plus show of the Marvel shows. I don't disagree. I I really love Moon Knight. Uh, Because it was something we were not expecting. So then when we got it, it was like a breath of fresh air. Um, All right, my first one. What if Tony Stark recruited Daredevil instead of Spider-Man in Civil War. (laughs) Okay. Mr. Lawyer Man, who he's a reluctant crime fighter. And I could see Tony kind of trying to finesse him into going after Cap and well, all, all well, the Well, he guys. doesn't. What if he does Daredevil and the Defenders? Okay. So he brings in a whole new uh, assembled group. And so that would actually be kind of cool to see. And you can call it the Street Avengers. <laughs> yep. So it's like different. It's like the AFC versus the NFC. And Tony's like, I just got my whole other, my East Coast yep. team and stuff. So oh, I actually man. like that. Oh, that's not oh, bad. Man. All right, so mine, mine is, uh, what if Deadpool came in to mentor Spider Man instead of Tony Stark, <laughs> and he ends up making uh, Spider Man more of a wanted criminal, That's and amazing. he keeps he keeps screwing it up, and and Spider Man is doing stuff that he can't get himself out of oh trying gosh. to do good because he's following the mentorship of the Merc with the mouth, so. He, he's trying so, to be daddy, and he's doing so it because great. Aunt May reminds him of his ex. <laughs> so, oh Jesus! Yeah, so yeah, I think and considering their costumes are very similar, yeah. that, I mean, at least the mask part—that makes all of the sense. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right, Lou, what's your second one? All right, so my second one—I kind of cheated. I'm not even gonna lie, but that's because I want to see it. What if the Human Torch dies and Spider-Man takes his spot in the Fantastic Four? Obviously, it's a comic line, the uh, Fusion Four, but I would like to really see them kind of take some collabos and take take us out of our comfort zone. Let's not have the Fantastic Four with all four and have somebody die 
and Spider-Man takes a spot. So it's a very short-run comic. Few comics I have read, but the Human Torch dies, and the New York kind of bans Spider-Man. So I don't want it. I do not want it. I do not want Spider-Man in the Fantastic Four. I'm sorry. I have those comic books. I have them. Like, I do not want it. Those white suits, though, with like the like the DNA strand logo is so hard. Do you know how sad it was when Mr. Fantastic died? Well, good thing it's Mr. The Human Torch, not Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> it'd be it'd be an interesting watch. You know, we gotta see some good people die. I mean, remember season two of What If? Some people just. I mean, Don Cheadle but why said, "Spider Man, why Spider Man? Like, why did you like just irritate me?" No, I, I, dude, well, I honestly forgot you. I, I mean, honestly, I just cheated because that Fusion Four comic, like, so I can't even say that that was an original. I idea. have the Fusion Four comic somewhere. Dude, those were so fun. I got, it, I got it for free at like a youth conference event that I went for high school. Like, you know, well, comics I paid for mine. So. No, yeah. yeah. All right, are you ready? For my next one? Go ahead. Okay. What if Thanos snapped, but it was flipped, and the people who were blipped before are the opposite of who were blipped this time? Oh. Interesting. So How would okay. how would things come back to reality? So we, we have no banner to help build the time machine. Or start it. Our, our Stark, yeah. We have Spider-Man Boy Genius. We have Shuri. We have Doctor no, Shuri. Wasn't Shuri gone? No, she was there. Uh, her brother was gone. I know her brother was gone, but her face popped up on the... Um, yeah, she was gone. The too. People. Oh, she was. Yeah, she's right. She was dusty. Oh my God, but, now she, but now she's back. So but now she's her, back. And, and T'Challa's back, so that would be... Ah, okay. There's no. no Sherry's gonna have to. Sherry's gonna have to figure out the time travel. It was. It's going to be Sherry. It has to be Sherry. That's the figure. But, it out. All, but I mean, I mean, technically, by default, we would still have Paul Rudd, who understands the quantum realm, because he kind yeah. of was. In He's his on time bubble. Out. Yeah. Yep. He, yeah. You're He's right. In time out. I love that. He's reference. in his time out bubble. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, technically, you still have him to kind of tell her the kinetics of it. And then she well, the, the rat, the rat that that flipped the switch is dusted. So there's no rat to flip the switch. So he's still in this timeout bubble. In the van when it, it, it activated yeah. the the yeah. So but did, but but did animals go? I mean, yeah, all of life, half of all living things in the universe, gone. Maybe there's another rat. <laughs> because <laughs> it was Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Yeah, so Ratatouille made an appearance. And it's like, oh, let me push this button. A lot of pressure on Shuri. For that would be interesting to see how that would unfold, what that would look like. Right? Um, I would have stuck next to Sam's. All right. Let me log out real quick. I'll come back real quick. Let me get, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can literally probably make a whole season about Sam's premise. That would be interesting to see. That was, yeah. See how that, that would works. be an interesting okay. what if episode. Like, I would really like to see that yeah, one. That's better than mine. I don't even want to play this no more. No, <laughs> oh, come on. I don't even want to play no more. <laughs> All right, oh, wait, so... wait, wait, you guys, wait, before we do, you guys look at look at my cup. Look at my cup. Ooh. Look at that. 
Captain America. Where'd you get this? Oh, the Hulk. I got oh, it Hulk. at a uh, a craft fair. Okay. I don't see licensed by Marvel on that cup anywhere. It's because it's not. Did you guys answer this question? Uh, yes, we did. We said we would love to see a Muppets Avengers. The DC, we were not sold on. No, no one cares about DC. Wrong show for that. All right, so here's mine. Okay, mine's is what if Star Lord's what if Star Lord stays a celestial? So Star Lord will still be the guard, the, the quote unquote somewhat leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's with Thor, and the entire episode is about Thor and Peter Quill one upping each other on their adventures. <laughs> kind of and rocket egging them on talking smack about who's the real leader and stuff. And so they're going saving the galaxy one up in each other. So what, how we got that little um, Thor little, um, you, you know, his little saving all the planets and stuff and showing out for the guardians. Now we have celestial star Lord and Thor just trying to outbro each other throughout the galaxy and save, save the thing. I think it'd be, it's kind of a funny kind of buddy cop, Kind of situation and stuff, um, and it's really the the guardians. They take kind of a backseat, so you don't really see you see Drax and Rocket and all of them kind of just egging on the competition. Like, dude, this is the easiest money we've ever made. We have our two leaders here that are going into accepting these missions, and then just one upping each other, and we get to sit back in the ship. And then you you know you have Gamora, yeah, they're, they're all like mad because they can't participate. It's really is just like a. A, a big wiener contest between <laughs> Star-Lord and Thor. So that's my what-if episode. If Star-Lord was a Celestial, what that would look like, because I absolutely believe that's what would happen. Uh, can you imagine him and Party Thor that way? Like Celestial <laughs> yeah, uh, Star-Lord oh. with Party Thor? Frat Boy Unite, yeah. That would be the worst frat party for any woman <laughs> to ever be at. Just saying. Lou Knight, what's your next one? All right, so my next one, gosh, I don't know. I, I'm going to say Davis. I don't know. I'm playing no more. Like, I was these, these five, I was really just coming up off the top of my dome. With, I was like, all right. So mine were, what if all heroes were mutants? So I'm taking everybody's power but or strength that they have, and it is a mutation, not an ability. So obviously, like, so you take Steve so Rogers. Yeah, so like no Steve Rogers. Lewis. What? No more mutants. I mean, imagine that though. Like, I mean, really, oh, I love it. The X- I love it. yeah, he's turned everybody into mutants. X Men already has all of them. I mean, Iron Man is just Colossus. Just, I mean, well, nah, he's not as smart. But I mean, so I mean, Steve Rogers are all bulked up, stuff like that. You already have people like that. But I'm just like, imagine if the MCU, if, if none of this was genetically modified. I mean, granted, that was. More of a legal term. So that you, you know what you would moment. have? You would have the premise of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Except probably better writing. <laughs> probably. Yeah. But that's, not, what they, they were, that's what they were. They were, uh, they were mutants. Yeah. But, I mean, but imagine like Steve Rogers. Imagine like him being more of a mutant and just like ripped and buff and strong and smart. And it's just be, he's like a walking Professor X. But like muscular and walking. No, I'm just kidding. 
I gotta stop saying that. <laughs> but yeah, so what if all superheroes were mutants? Uh, not gonna lie, I I like that. I like that uh, because I mean I don't know. I have a weird soft spot for mutants, so I wonder like why. Animals. The story has to be really, really good, but I like the premise of it. So. But like I said, it's Agents of Shields, but like it's it's what they were dealing with in Agents of Shield and all of the whole terogenesis and all of that. But as Lewis just said, the story writing would be much better. So it has to have solid story writing because they've tried that and yeah. a lot of people feel, did not like Agents of Shield. I feel like an honorable mention of that would be what if Professor X walked though? <laughs> Like, 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 would he be? A, would he be a more boring character, or be like a cooler character if like he was walking? Hmm. I'm just kidding. That's that's. I'm not even going there. That's very anti-disability. Yeah. No, I don't mean, want to go that dark. Wow. I mean, <laughs> geez. Like, let's just ignore. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm, I always get curious because like Professor X is like the Yoda of X Men, like. He could do so much, but he just can't walk. Like Yoda could fight, use the force, but when he's not using it, he's hobbling along. Like, I don't mean it against anybody that can or can't walk. I'm just saying the dude's a very powerful human being. The one thing he can't do is reconfigure his legs to walk. I mean, I'm just asking like that, not trying to bash anybody. I'm going to stop because it's sounding worse now. So, <laughs> Sam, or David, go ahead wait, and wait, wait, before you continue. I'm gonna go. I just want to pop on and say hi, but I'm gonna go. I got some other I stuff. I feel better. Thank you. Right, I man. appreciate it. See we you guys. You. Like I said, I wanted to be on the last Marvel Tribe. Four years of Marvel Tribe. It was awesome, but the tribe will Ooh. be even more amazing. I appreciate all of you. Love all of you. Absolutely. Go. Welcome back. We'll see you guys Wednesday. <laughs> Lewis said he appreciates you. Appreciate <laughs> you. We'll see you all Wednesday. And we um I don't know if Lewis has said anything yet, but we'll see you all Wednesday. We have a big major announcement on Walt Department Live, so stay Ooh. tuned for that. So we'll see you guys oh, Wednesday night. I got to go. I got to go. You guys have a good night. Someone, someone's quitting. Right. <laughs> no one's quitting. <laughs> see you guys. As far All as right. you know. Okay. All right. My next, Wait, my next quick. idea. With Sean getting away, should we take a get away today? Right to the, get away today break so we can squeeze in our last sponsor. Sure. Yeah. Let's pop it in there. Yeah, I think I'm up, so I'll, I'll go after we do our sponsor. I'm next. No, I didn't go. You you went with the awesome, uh, mu- um, the dusting. He did the mutant. I haven't gone yet. Dang it! Okay, get away today. Well, hello and welcome to Let's Get to Know Our Sponsor. Getaway Today has been helping Disney vacation dreams come true since 1990. Whether you choose to visit the happiest place on earth or travel to Orlando and beyond, they want to help you. Need to know the best hotel in the area? What theme park ticket should you buy? Have a last minute change? No worries. Their travel experts are always here to help. Want to book a cruise and don't know where to start? Hey, they can help with that too. They will help you find the perfect cruise for your vacation, whether it is your first time or you're a well-seasoned cruiser. When you book your cruise with one of the Getaway Today's experts, you will have a dedicated agent 
to help you every step of the way. They take care of the details so you can have the most fun. Getaway Today has layway, peace of mind travel, allowing you to cancel or make changes up to 72 hours in advance. You will always have the most up-to-date vacation information, both pre-arrival and upon your welcome. Getaway Today will guarantee the best prices with no hidden fees. And every time you book through Getaway Today, they will donate a portion back to a charitable organization in your area. And so far, over $4.5 million has been donated. So click the link in our show notes to start your Disney vacation planning for more information and the best deals. Tell them Walt's Apartment sent you. And until next time, enjoy the view from Walt's Apartment. Great sponsors we got. Definitely love them. I use them to book my vacation with my family to Disneyland. Well worth it. Saved me some pretty good coin. So, and of course, Disney took all that coin from me. So, <clears throat> so would right. you say that they should get you some? Definitely got to get you some. Get you some. All right. So mine is a little odd because that's how what if can be there's some really quirky ones in there but this one is actually called the ultimate cosmic threat it and there's a mystery to this but it is a play on on a on a comic <laughs> character on here but so the ultimate cosmic threat features loki right so it, the premise is it starts out with the Chicago, the Shatori War in New York, and Loki wins it, and he manages to destroy Thanos and take the gauntlet for himself. And he always wanted a kingdom to rule over, so he decides to rule over Earth. And with that gauntlet, Loki created his own th- his throne in New York, and he turned New York into this big fortress of solitude. That is, you have to run the gambit to even get to his kingdom and stuff. Like there's from the from the uh, Ultron bots to uh, aliens and and all the people, the minions that are beholden to him. It's almost an impenetrable fortress. The Avengers can't break through it. They've been trying for years, and it's Loki who is just like sitting on top of his throne. And so the Avengers comes up with this master plan. So they have the Scarlet Witch who's involved, but Loki, because uh, he uses his uh, gauntlet, managed to destroy the Scarlet Witch, which we know that can't happen, but he manages to banish her. But before she departed, she says there's a bigger threat coming for you th- than me, which really freaked Loki out. And so he's beefing up everything. Like he's turning Earth into this battle world, you know, this battleground thing. He's in he's in kind of enslaving uh, all these heroes and stuff to help protect him and everything else. And in comes this threat. And we don't know what this threat is. And all we know is like one of uh, Thanos's children, uh, they tell Loki like, well, it looks like the threat is here on Earth now and it's penetrating through all of your your defenses and everything else. Um, one of uh, you know Loki deploys his best bodyguards and stuff, and he managed to breach through the gates. And you see this entity walking 
in the shadow of the smoke of the rubble as he was walking up to Loki. And lo and behold, it's no other than a actual Marvel comic book hero, Santa Claus, delivering a lump of coal to Loki because he's on his naughty ass list for taking over the planet. And then Santa Claus is leaving. That's funny. Leaving Loki look humiliated and and as as Santa's walking off, you know, you seen the you seen Thriller, where he you know uh, Michael Jackson turns and he has the yellow eyes. You see Santa kind of walks off, and you see his eyes glow like he's a ultimate, like he's almost like the you know um, the he who remains, not he who remains, um, the one above all. His eyes glow blue, and Santa leaves and stuff, and says ho ho ho, and takes off and stuff. Loki looks defeated. He doesn't want to be king anymore. He's humiliated. Because this jolly guy broke through all his defenses, his magic, the gauntlet didn't work on him. Because Santa is actually technically the, one of the most OP characters. And Santa's also is in DC as well as Marvel. They both use Santa as a character, and it's the same character. So that's the cosmic threat episode, what if, kind of a kooky, uh, kooky little episode. I like it. I like it. I like the creepy Santa. <laughs> Delivering a lump coal to the naughty. All right. Are you ready for my next one? Do it. We, okay. So we have gotten to see Captain Carter. Yes. What if it wasn't Bucky who was falling off the train, becoming the Winter Soldier? What if it was Peggy? So what if we got to see her as the Winter Soldier next? And her interactions with Cap through that? Hmm. Why are you laughing, Lewis? Is it because you love the loser? <laughs> love, 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 love. <laughs> that guy is so into DC. <laughs> oh, dude, Kevin, dude, he's hitting me right now. Do you not like That's... my idea, Lou? No, the way I no, I was listening to it. I think it's right. I, I was laughing at that. Kevin and me right now. Kev, yeah, we've all seen Ted. Kevin's like my narrator for this 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 show. And then Lewis decided, like, I'm just waiting for like Kevin to narrate my movie. <laughs> no, I like I like the idea of, I mean, because that that's a great idea. Like, what if it wasn't the Winter Soldier? Well, not Bucky. What if Peggy was Peggy. the Winter Soldier? Peggy the Winter Soldier. That'd be you mean, because like you have to see, like you have. It's still giving that that story between Captain America and the Winter Soldier. But there's that whole dynamic of, oh shit, we're watching this happen now between Peggy and Steve. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. I mean, you could almost just there's so many little pieces of the Captain America story that we know swapping him and Peggy around that can make billions more stories, and it's crazy how how close those stories are, but how much more it can make a difference. So I'm gonna say this: I think. From Steve Rogers' perspective, I think he he his bromance for Bucky is almost as significant as his love for Peggy, and so I think his interactions is going to be pretty much pretty the similar. Same. Yeah, I mean almost identical. I mean he loved Bucky and he loves Peggy. Peggy. So. <laughs> Kevin said, "Would Hydra turn a woman into a Winter Soldier? They seem kind of sexist." Uh, Damn. Well, hey, wait, that actually leads into my next what if question. 
I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but my next one was what if Hydra took over shield before the Avengers initiative? They managed to all their, their double agents and stuff like that, that they were plotting to do. The world will be screwed. I mean, we, we saw, yeah, we saw that we saw the nuked version of, of, of the, of one of the worlds and stuff. I like, I like that storyline. I like to see where that goes and stuff. So, all right, so that was my fourth one. Lou? So this one, I I mean, I don't know much about the character, so okay. I'm going to throw it out there based on a statue. So what? You know, we all know the blip, but what if the blip had a villain? So that's kind of like my what if, is what if the blip had a villain? So when you go into the blip, you're fighting something. Because, I mean, we obviously it's, we learn that it's like quantum travel and all that, but we never really get a glimpse in the blip itself. But what if the blip had a a, a villain? It's like a destination and you're fighting. Everybody's fighting the villain in that destination. Correct. And the villain in that, very little I know about this character. But what if the villain in there was Maestro? Because obviously based on the statue I saw, he's got a lot of collectibles of a lot of superheroes. I think it's Maestro Hulk, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. And he's got like everybody's little um idol so to say cap shield thor's hammer iron yeah, he, face and what if he was the blip villain he has a trophy room yeah mm-hmm. so what if he was the blip villain that maybe i don't know maybe i he was snapped in there and unable to exit and amanda got- wants to know what the blip world looks like so have you seen Alice in Wonderland through Tim Burton's eye? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, honestly, it, I, w- I would look at it as almost like in Loki, where he goes to, um, I'm blanking the word, but those key events, when it's just breaking and desolate. Nexus and it's events. Like, yeah, the Nexus events, or like even like Doctor Strange in uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness, that one where the cars are floating, and he's like, this is a timeline that has been very much broken. Where I feel like the blip would probably look like that, where you're walking and seeing things that you would have saw in in normal timeline, but that you could tell there's a slight flaw to everything, where it's not what we think it is, even though it looks like what we think it is. I like it. I do like it. An alternate reality instead of just being lost in time and space. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it, like it. <laughs> Almost like time slipping, where you you end up yeah. wherever you dusted, you're right there, and everything looks the same, but it's a little bit more like something. Amanda not said right. she was picturing the Nexus world too. See, Marvel. Yeah. I'm right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my, my, my one good one. All right. So this one is called. It's Mephisto. So, this one... Kevin said they were blipped from existence. Where could they have existed while no longer existing? This is confusing. (laughs) There's all... There's side pocket dimensions and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they're in 1604. Instead of 1602. Yeah. So, there's places. Uh, You never really are gone. But yeah, mine's is Mephi- it, it's it was Mephisto. So this one is 
strictly about uh, Mordo, who disappeared from Doctor Strange one, um, you know, vowing to pay back, you know, Doctor Strange for selling, you know, the sorcerer, um, um, you know, and all the protectors of the Earth realms and everything else. And so he makes a deal with a guy who we don't know who gave him powers to kind of almost like to infect people to build up this army and this army of ghouls and everything else and stuff. And we run into blade who is fighting vampires and ghouls and everything else. And somehow he's fighting some of mortals, uh, mortals, uh, ghouls that are a little bit too powerful for him. So he ends up having to create the midnight Avengers. So he ends up trying, he ends up on the quest recruiting, um, Doctor Strange, uh, Werewolf by Night, Moon Knight, and Ghost Rider. And they are battling this horror picture world of Earth f- trying to fight Mordo, Mordo who, is, who made a secret deal with the devil Mephisto himself, who is trying to escape and rule over uh, you know, Hell Earth and stuff. So they're fighting the secret baddie, which they all know is Mephisto, but it's it's a conduit through Mordo, who's obsessed with trying to take out Doctor Strange and punish the world for, for their indiscretions and stuff. So that's the it's Mephisto all along and stuff. And he ends up being the classic Joker at the end. I don't want to spoil anything else, but that was that episode, because we get the Midnight Avengers. Or, the, you know, the Midnight Suns, but yeah, it's called the Midnight Avengers. I like I that. I one. Mephisto, finally. <laughs> yes. Mephisto. It's Mephisto. You get to pay that off finally. Yes. Gosh, we've been wanting that for what two years at this point? <laughs> Forever. Okay, so my last one. What if Black Panther agreed with Killmonger about the mantle? Like giving it up. To him, or hmm. he started. Then he would start a war with the planet. He would serve with uh, a Killmonger. Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, technically, there's there's not a weapon on Earth that can defeat the nation of Wakanda. I mean, Wakanda, n- n- Wakanda took over galaxies, I mean, just to show their might. So they, that it would be interesting to see an Earth ruled by Wakanda because that's what would happen in the end. Wakanda forever. All over the world. <laughs> It'd be interesting. And who would be who would be the the hero? Like would would it would Shuri like defect and try to talk sense into her brother or have to fight him and Killmonger or who who would be the? Yeah, it would have to be. Ooh, maybe she teams up with Bucky, and Bucky becomes the White Wolf, which is in the comic books. That would be dope. Yes, Bucky and Shuri, and Bucky become he forgets the Winter Soldier and becomes the White Wolf. Ooh, I I kind of want it now. I do too. 
Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Thank you for adding the white wolf component because I wasn't even thinking that far. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, that was all the five I had. I went through online. Lou, you got another one? I do. Hold on, it's a list. All right, so my last one. Kind of, I mean, again, apologies for mine being kind of weak. But what if Tony Stark would have died in Infinity War? So instead of him dying in, or not, yeah, dying in, in um, Endgame. Endgame, dying in Infinity War. How? The, the way he was. Does that, does that matter? Yeah. yeah. Like the way he was portrayed to die with Thanos stabbing him straight to the gut. Hmm. Yes, I, and that one, I mean, again, real simple one, but I, I almost prefer that way out than the way he went on in the endgame. So they would have to find a, a replacement to prove, um, you know, time travel and stuff. So Banner would probably have to team up with uh, another Shuri. one of the geniuses. Yeah, Shuri. Obviously, it would have to be. Um, and they would then he won't die because the thing is they would bring well they can't bring bring you back from the death. So yeah, Kevin would, said, would, "Whose side is Namor fighting on?" If we're talking about mine, he would probably be fighting on Killmonger and Black Panther side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he hates outside agitators, and so the chance to enslave the world or to conquer it, Namor Namor would be all for that. Yeah. For his own selfish reasons, not to help Wakandans. Yeah. So it would be to help the rise of the Talokan Empire of the Sea. Talokan. That was my last one. <laughs> was it? All right. All right. Third so my last one is my favorite one. So this one. Kind of, all right. So this one is post blip, post everything. Uh, this is actually takes place post uh, Wakanda two, uh, Toussaint, uh, Prince T'Challa Jr., living on Haiti in disguise, away from everyone else. Um, after the big fight, you know, uh, what Shuri had with uh, Namor and and that and 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 uh, his world and stuff like that, um, things kind of settle back down. Uh, Toussaint who is extremely bright goes on, you know, a field trip to Egypt. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a eighth, you know, eighth grade age or whatnot like that. And, you know, he discovers like little, you know, artifacts and stuff relating to like moon Knight and those gods and stuff like that. And he meets this little girl, his age, he's enamored with, who is pickpocketing and stealing stuff from people. And he decides to be the good guy because it's in his nature to stop her. I mean, to, you know, to do good. So he stops her and she wins blasts his ass across the room. And and I should have seen this coming. And he fell in love instantly. He was like, what the hell was that? So uh, they end up taking the tour. Uh, to a to a school, and he runs into that girl again and stuff. And 
he they ended up uh, having it was a Wakanda kind of uh, 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 open exchange program, kind of how like uh, Shuri and her brother set up and stuff. And part of that was taking a tour of uh, the museum that Wakanda had of the time of the of the uh, time portal. And Mister Curious Tucson and the and the and the girl unnamed girl who got super curious about this device and stuff. She got curious because there might be money and she can probably, you know, sell it for parts or whatnot. He's curious because that's just his nature. It, it runs in the family. They're geniuses and stuff like that. They end up breaking into the Wakandan place. Yeah. Well, actually he follows her in there. She breaks in because she's a master thief follows her and Matt turns it on. They end up getting sucked into the portal. And if you guys remember how, uh, uh, Infinity War was uh, where the portal, the the quantum portal, kind of changed Ant Man into like an old man into a little kid. Well, this portal changes young Toussaint into adult Toussaint, who is also named T'Challa. Young adult T'Challa in his mid twenties emerges from this machine as it with this girl who also emerges as a full grown adult with white hair and the machine destroys and breaks itself. And that's kind of how it ends. It leaves us in the cliffhanger. We have a, now an adult version of black Panther whose name is T'Challa who can challenge the throne when he finds out about his Wakanda roots. And we have this girl who has these magical wind powers who the, the quantum device turned her hair white and that's it's, how it is. Oh, that's my favorite. And then we get to go, it's Storm. Oh, my God, it's Storm. <laughs> oh, everyone's going to. I mean, We don't get to say her name, but yes. I'm going to say her name. I'm going to sit there and geek out so hard and be like, it is Storm. <laughs> Kevin said, is this a Zoltar machine? There's no one doing this. This is a quantum machine. It, it did the exact same thing it did to Ant-Man, except for there's no changing back. He has now been aged up to current day as an adult T'Challa. And, and just for anybody who is not familiar, the fan theory that Storm is already in Haiti with little yeah. Prince Toussaint, like that, that's a Marvel tribe theory that we've been discussing for since Wakanda forever. So yep. Yep. Okay. if you get to see Storm come out of Haiti at any point, you yep. heard it here first. I was going to have it where there's a big, like, life-changing hurricane that's come into Haiti, and this little girl magically was able to divert this life-ending storm away from Haiti, and that's how we discover her. But I thought this would be much better because we could age them up through the quantum machine, and now they're in this world <laughs> together. Uh, as an adult version of themselves, with you know, um, so yeah, that's that's the story I'm going with. My what if is, is that is that all of them? I like it, that's all of them. Uh, do you guys want to talk really quick about Echo? Yes, yeah. so Echo drops tomorrow, right? Uh, uh, January 9th. All, all, uh, the five episodes, right, or six. I believe it's I believe it's five. I'm looking up right now. Give me one second. Yeah. 
So they're doing something unique at Disney. They're they're following Netflix model and they're giving us it all at once, one time. So you can binge watch the entire thing. We have some speculations. Yeah, it's five. So there's some speculations for this. Actually, can I give a quick background about Echo? So Echo, um, she... Uh, she, if I had to describe to people who don't know about Echo's powers, uh, she, one, she's one of the dis, uh, 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 disabled characters in Marvel. Uh, she cannot hear. Uh, she reads lips, and she's very good. She's kind of similar to, um, um, uh, God, what's Mr. With, uh, uh, Devil? Um uh, Mark uh, uh, Murdoch there, um, a Daredevil, uh, where he he also you know he can't see his disability, but his other senses are enhanced. But one of the things that makes her special and remarkable is she has Taskmaster's uh, level of mimic mimicry, which is unmatched. In fact, her mimicry is better than Taskmaster's. She literally can see you do anything, whether you're playing a piano or you're fighting. Or, you know, whatever you're doing, she can instantly mimic and do it better than the person who is actually demonstrating it. So that makes her a very dangerous uh, person, you know, to have. You want her on your team and stuff. So she is the badass um, fighter that she is and stuff. Her She was under the impression that Ronan, uh, which, you know, which is Hawkeye's evil persona, uh, killed her father. Turns out, which got the big reveal in um, was it in the the Cape the Hawkeye that it was actually um, God? Why am I fumbling my words? What's the big the big boss guy? Um, yeah, Kingpin. Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio plays him. Um, Kingpin, right? Kingpin. Yeah, she finds out it really was Kingpin who actually uh, 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 took him out and stuff. And so she's kind of, she, you know, and Kingpin was kind of like her ad- adopted kind of stepfather and everything else. You know, she, he introduced her to crime and everything else. Thank you. Yeah. Kingpin, uh, Richard says, uh, yeah, Lou, Lou covered that. So we get to kind of see things kind of pick up from that. Like if she's on the run, is she really, is she's turning for good? Is she's like kind of being like dared, uh, not Daredevil, but being like uh, Deadpool, kind of the person in the middle. She's kind of an anti-hero. Like what what's going on with her and her story? It's a lot more gruesome because they're pretty. It's pretty graphic. She like straight on murders people. Like that's just kind of her her mo. Now with that said, so that's a little bit about about Echo. Um, can't wait to see this. This is, is amazing. Uh, she is an indigenous uh, person. Uh, so. so Love, love that being in the forefront because they also, again, Disney's been doing a really good job about hiring and consulting so they can not make uh, gimmicks of people's uh, culture. If they're going to introduce culture as a part of a character's persona, they really consult with with that uh, the identity of that character and the real life people in in that culture and stuff. And they did they've done that. Uh, in several different iterations of things of, of shows and characters we got introduced to in the past, they're doing that with Echo as well too. So respect to Disney for 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 doing that because it's very easy 
to just kind of get lost and just say her culture, we will just give her some stereotype things and not really focus on that. And we'll focus on the other part of the story, which never really aged well when it comes when uh, movies and studios do that kind of stuff. So respect for them for doing that. But yeah, they're dropping all five episodes in one big fell swoop. I think I, we have a kind of a theory, or at least I do, that um, from listening to some of their interviews and everything else, that there might be kind of a lull in between uh, the start and the end, which the end is supposed to be super action-packed and everything else. And we tend to know that people kind of tear apart on weeks when we get a week-by-week week episode drop. Like, it, it can lower the fan base or it can increase the fan base, but usually it lowers it because it's just like kind of long and we're like, hurry up and get to the point. So they're experimenting and we get to see that experiment tomorrow. Uh, and hopefully it pays off. Hopefully it's like one of the highest rating shows uh, has a really good beginning, middle and strong finish. And we're asking Disney plus for more content like that. So that's my take on it. You guys. I mean, I'm excited for Echo. Um, I wasn't too thrilled with her character in Hawkeye. I felt like they shortchanged her quite a bit. Um, so I'm excited for it. I'm excited, too, that they're dropping it all in one day. Um, I think it's a smart move on Disney uh, in order for, like, ratings and all that. Um, but I'm also just excited to see more into this world because Hawkeye kind of skated by it a little bit. And then Daredevil, and this is gonna be like the first real show that's gonna start linking Daredevil a little bit more in depth. Obviously, it's not the Daredevil show, but this is gonna get us back to um, I'm forgetting the neighborhood's name. The dark uh, seedy side of Yeah, um, what do they call it though? Um Hell's Kitchen. Lawyer, Hell's Kitchen, yeah. Hell's so Kitchen. we're gonna get back into that some more. And I hope that this is a solid segue into getting into Daredevil because there's obviously rumors going about that of if it's how much of the story we already seen will roll over and all that. So I'm excited for it, not necessarily for the show itself, but just to become a joint to see where else we go. Uh, I So I Hawkeye was my least favorite Disney Plus show to date. Like, if I never had to watch it again, I'd be great. So I'm hoping that Echo gives a bit of a redemption arc, a bit of a redemption story, because like Lewis said, Echo was not was not done justice in that show. There was nothing about that show that was justified, in my opinion. It was awful. But uh, I'm hoping to see more out of Echo's character than we got to see. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys about it. Uh Kevin said, are we going to do another live show to recap? We will probably record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll record. We'll re- we'll, we will pre-record, probably not go live. Um, will we get more Rogers the Musical? Oh, God, no. Ugh. I hate to say it, but we're going to probably see some advertisement in the movie for that, especially now that they're bringing that god-awful show back to DCA. We're going to see marketing in the show for it. You're going to see billboards on taxis and all that stuff, but I hope we don't get no more of that. We don't need or, musicals. Or I hope Echo and Kingpin bust the back door in a fighting scene and end up on the stage scaring everybody out like a bad early 40 Godzilla movie where everyone goes running. Like, <laughs> let, let Kingpin just punch Echo through the wall right next to it and 
she goes flying through the onstage of it. And yeah. Yeah. I'm we don't need we don't need more Marvel musicals. Um, I hope it's not official, Kevin. I really hope not. But it I, sounds I really, like it is. Go ahead. I think the worst thing about Marvel is adding music into it. Um, the Marvels movie had a musical, High School Musical Planet in it, and I think that was the worst was part so of the entire. Bad. It was the worst was part so of the the bad. whole entire thing. I don't know who who whoever storybooked that and thought that and approved that. Uh, you need uh, fired immediately. Actually, jail. Go to jail. That forget <laughs> firing. Go straight to jail. Uh, we don't need music in the in in, in the MCU. I'm sorry, um, unless you're playing the classics, unless it's a uh, you know like you got Star Lords and uh, yeah. mixtapes and our, but we don't need musicals. Uh, um, we we just don't. So there's my. But piece. we do. But we do need more Matt Damon playing uh, Thor. No, we, we don't need that. that. We need that playback. We need that. Oh one. God, no. That's bring back Doctor Grant as Odin. Matt Damon playing Thor is tied for the worst cameo as uh, Matt da- um, as uh, Brad Pitt in in Deadpool two, Mister uh, Invisible there or Star whatever the hell his name was when he got electrocuted and we saw him for like half a second after he jumped out the airplane. Those they're tied for the worst cameos I, ever. I, so I don't know. I thought. I thought uh, Christian Bale's uh, cameo as God the Butcher was pretty bad too. Oh wait, that was that's a cameo. Really ca- that's a character. That's not a cameo. Like he was in it. Hey, if you, if they would have sold it as a cameo, it probably would have went over better with the audience. They could have. Yeah, they could have sold that as a cameo. Like they. <laughs> that was brutal. Butcher. I was mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, God, God Butcher who doesn't butcher God. So yeah. No, they did such a black, for lack of a better word, piss poor job of. They could have done so much more with a God Butcher character. They completely dropped the ball. That's probably the biggest ball that Marvel has ever dropped. Yep. They had an amazing talent. I mean, Christian Bell, oh, my God. When they got a hold of him, I was like, oh, magic is about to happen. So they wasted that talent, wasted the character uh, uh, the Marvel in the, from the Marvel comics and just the storyline. And no hate on, on, on Taika Waititi. Um, it, it just – we got Uncle – Fester, and we didn't get God. The, uh, we didn't get Gore the God Butcher, and that Facts. was super unfortunate. Facts. Yeah. Biggest ball Marvel's ever dropped. Yep. And they had the talent. It's even worse. All right. Anything else we want to cover tonight? No, Check out see. Echo. Yeah, I was just gonna say, stay tuned. Follow us on social media to find out when we drop our Echo, Echo review show. Yep. Yep. And make sure you come back here Wednesday night for our Waltz Apartment Live show. And on Friday, we have a Coffee with Cole coming out uh, on all of our audio podcasts. So you can find Waltz Apartment Podcast and our Tribe content, along with all of the other content from our other shows, on our Waltz Apartment Podcast feed anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yep. So go check us out. Come join us on Patreon. Become become a lamplighter. You get exclusive um benefits if you become a patron you get to hang out with us on discord so go do all the things we love you well lewis tolerates you or accepts you or appreciates you whatever he wants to say today and feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive one team one love we're officially the tribe
Azgi, bu 